Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Alright, welcome into this week's episode 12 of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Joe Norton. Jared, how you doing, bud? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. It's, uh, man, mid-November. We're a week away from Thanksgiving. Where Are you staying in town for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> we are staying in town. Obviously, I got oh, a pregnant get, yeah, wife that's here. Right. Uh, she actually wanted to go to... Uh, Atlanta for the weekend called the doctor doctor put the kibosh onto that said sorry you can't go anywhere now so we're staying tight uh we got a couple things going we do a Wednesday night thing with uh her extended family and then Thursday actual Thanksgiving we'll uh we'll go to her parents house probably uh shoot some squirrels with a bb gun and eat some uh turkey or something I don't know what about y'all what are you guys doing oh you know it's uh Black Friday and it revolves around that now. So we'll be really. You guys are oh, a yeah. Black Friday family. I, we are now because of Morgan. So really, I mean, I mean they're open. So there's first... this new thing. You guys might want to check it out. It's called the internet. Joe, on Joe, it... Joe. It's not us shopping. It's Morgan stores that are oh, open. Oh, gotcha. yeah. So, so they she's got, got... Are they open for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was primarily, so the, the main stores will, but then with me being at Sanford and her family being in Durham, I mean, they have the store there in Raleigh in the mall, Crabtree mall. And so they have to kind of operate on what the mall does. So the mall is open. The store is open from, I think six to midnight on Thanksgiving. And then it opens back up at 6am Friday. So, so she'll go and kind of set all that up and kind of man that. Um, they might even sometimes even overnight, they try to go ahead and try to flip the store to Christmas. Um, so we're going to go this, this year though, we're going to my parents in Sanford. I'll, we'll take the kids and then she'll leave after she gets all eaten up. She'll eat and she'll leave about three thirty and head up to Raleigh and me and the kids will stay. Wow. So, but I, I, I did the thing where, like, three weeks ago, I was like, oh, man, come on. Let me see who I got. I got anybody playing on Thursday? Or I can just kind of sit up and let my parents kind of take care of the kids, and I can just watch. So, I think I don't – I got well, got that, I that got difficult matchup. It's going to be a wild matchup between the Lions and the Bears. That'll be a barn yeah. burner. Yeah, yeah. Good thing Christ. that's at noon when I can – maybe they'll win that one. They – both right. teams both. Don't they deserve a tie? Is what they deserve. I mean, our, I mean, the Bears and Panthers. It was promising starts, and then now it's just kind of fading away. Yeah, I'd rather be a Panthers fan right now. I don't but know. I'm not. I'm a Bears fan. I, I would be more frustrated as a Bears because. Oh, you're, you know you're... what? <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. You're a Panthers fan. Sorry to cut you off there, but this is important because we got a lot of Panthers fans as GMs out there. David Tepper came out with some very strong opinions, I think like two days ago, maybe a day ago. I don't know if you caught wind of those, did you? 
Uh, yes, essentially so, kind of calling yeah. out the Panthers saying that we're, we've been like an organization of mediocrity. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, as if I'm a fan, I love hearing that from my owner. Heck like, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I think, well, listen, this, yeah, you like hearing it from the owner because that means they care about winning, winning. and not just caring about making money. Yeah. So Tepper is, I mean, he made his money by gambling on, by trying to buy low in certain situations and kind of being kind of a higher risk taker. Yeah. Um, I, I think the writing's on the wall that unless they just completely turn it around somehow, I don't think they will because they play the Saints twice. They play Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, they still have Seattle and another couple 50 50 toss up games. I don't, I see them finishing either eight and eight, nine and seven at best, missing the playoffs. And I think Tepper's just going to clean house. And just kind of completely restart everything. So but, with that, are you saying GM's gone? Oh yeah. has gone. Yeah. Is Cam gone? See, I don't know. See, that's the most. It's 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 terrible as a because he's got fan. no ties to Cam Newton. Right. He doesn't have ties to it. And if he cleans the coaching and the GM, primarily the GM, whoever he brings in, they're going to want to have their one of the first questions they're going to have is, Hey, what are we doing with cam? So I don't know. It's the, but I also think with cam, Hey, I, here's, here's what you do with cam. You don't do anything until like March or April rolls around and you find out what his health is like and find out if other needy teams need a quarterback right now that they might think they can win and then kind of see what the market is for them. And especially if we're looking at a total rebuild. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll we'll see. It's 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 terrible to say because as a Panthers fan, we're just an average team. I mean, we just we're just average. But I think and, you have you have a lot of pieces there. Now your defense is good, but they're getting older. And but you have pieces on offense with your receivers and obviously McCaffrey. If you can shore up that quarterback position and a couple pieces on defense, I mean, you guys are right there. But I don't think – how about instead of finding a quarterback, how about we focus on finding a left tackle and a left well, side of the offensive line? Because our offensive line is not that great. And But how many great offensive lines are there in the NFL? You're, looking uh, at, you're talking four teams maybe. Yeah, but they cover up – if you have a great offensive line, it covers up a lot of other – I mean, the sure. Colts are hanging around because their offensive line is their best – are their best players. And, I, I mean, it's just it's just terrible because you just kind of watch games where they just got blown out by Atlanta. I mean, that's – Yeah, that was bad. Blown out. And so now the more interesting topic is what, what's the future going to be like? I'm more curious about kind of seeing what's going to be the offseason. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I love the comments. I think that's great coming from an owner. It's, it kind of reminded me of uh, Ricketts when he took over the Cubs. Um, I'd be excited if I was a Panthers fan because that's exactly what I want to hear. I don't want to be a mediocre team that's okay with being 8-8, eight 7-9, and 9-7. Eight, and nine, nine and um, so that's, that was pretty cool to hear just as an outsider, I'd say. Yeah. So, All right, you we'll ready to get this thing rolling? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go.
It's time for the weekly rapid fire recap. Welcome into the week 11 look back at the rapid fire recap. Jared, get us going, pod. All right. First up, we got Rusty versus Chaz. Two. No, not that these were the two high scores of the week, but rather I could give two shits about bragging coming from Chaz. Um, it's just, it's kind of a shame that someone had to lose in this matchup, especially Rusty, since I was Joey partner. I need him to catch you. I needed him to catch you. Yeah. Um, but he just couldn't get it done. Just a disappointing Monday night football showing for, uh, for Rusty with, uh, Mike Williams and Sammy Watkins coming up short. He, he wasn't, they weren't far off kind of low thirties in order to catch Chaz and win, but neither one of them really showed up. So, uh, Chaz locks up the regular season championship with that win. Pretty so, amazing. Yeah. So he, is that he, two he, in a row for him? I don't know if he won the regular season last year or not. Um, he may have, but yeah, it's uh, two in a row. But I'm I'm not giving into that bragging from him. Get on out of here. So get move up, move up, move on. Next matchup. All right, we got Cooper Troopers moving on to seven and four. Thank you, sir. Not a big deal. Uh, versus points versus wins, dropping down to a four and seven. Well, the only decent item to come out of this matchup is that both of us could have beat Brian's team. (laughs) Outside of that, but sticking to this game, I want to extend out a great thank you to the Baltimore defense, Houston's kicker, who used to be on my team, but I cut him weeks ago, Karimi Fairbarn, scoring minus one, and Pittsburgh's defense, who locked in a solid one point. Because without their ineptness, I easily lose this matchup. So thank you very much to those three players. Um, Also a shout out to Deshaun Watson for scoring the devil, which is now called the Watson, which is 6.66. Wow. That was interesting. Wow. Um, You know, although a decent showing from Sutton and Elliott and Mixon, the rest of Mike's team pretty much let him down in a matchup that he had in his grasp and he let it go. So, Mike looks to bounce back next week when he faces off Pittman's squad. But who knows? Pittman's team's been on fire. I moved to 7-4. and four. One more win away from the playoffs, which I haven't seen in many, many years. Uh, well, I'm not pulling for you. <laughs> yet. 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 All right, next up we got Brian versus Brad. 30. No, not the combined community service hours for a quote-unquote moving violation between these two. <laughs> but, but rather, uh, let's see, rather the Dak and DJ Chark combined for 30% of the points scored in this matchup. Mm. These guys combined for eight players that scored less than four points. Brian was pumped. I could see I could see it. Brian poured him a nice little stiff glass. He was ready for Monday night. He had Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, Damian Williams. Just he was ready. He was ready for this epic comeback. Boom. Tyreek injuries. Injures ham. He go. Brian turns it off right there. He's like, I got no shot. And then he just never even really got close to even catching up or anything like that. Um 
Brian felt comfortable about his lead there in the division maybe two or three weeks ago, but he might start sweating now. So it's Brian, a, that division is wide open. So that's Brian, all I'll say. Brian slips and he uh, he falls to seven and four. Brad moves to six and five, just behind him, a game back. And then Johnny's right there, a couple games back out of them too. So Brian takes it, takes down Brad. And it was never even a fighting chance. All righty, we got Pittman versus Johnny Louder with Crowder moving on to five and six while Horseshoe Collectors dropping back down to five and six. So here it is, Pittman, since making those trades, excuse me, is now on a three-game win streak on the heels of Jimmy G's 34 points against the Cards. Pittman team looked pretty stout heading into the final two weeks. Solid performances from Gurley, Devontae Parker, this guy called Jamison Crowder who's just going bananas the last three weeks. Um, and he did all this despite having four Carolina players in the lineup. And somehow he pulls off a 15-point victory against Johnny. So, guys, he had Curtis Samuel, Carolina Panther wide receiver, Greg Olson, Carolina Panther tight end, David Moore, wide receiver, and the defense, and he still won this game. Just absurd. Anyways, Johnny's team, uh, as a whole, okay. But, you know, it was his hometown Carolina quarterback that let him down. Kyle Allen, 10.35 points. He ain't going to win scoring 10 points. Uh, This loss knocks him out of the top two spots in the East Division, but he's sitting very well. And then one of the wild card spots with the second highest points scored at over 1,500 points. So he's sitting good as far as a points to get him in, but I'm sure he would much rather like to lock up a spot if he could. Yeah, I would much rather him lock up a spot too because I think I got a shot. But all right, last one. Jared, myself versus Brooks. One. No, not the number of hairstyles Brooks has had in his life. (laughs) (laughs) But rather, I'm one lucky. I'm one lucky son of a bitch with this win. I needed Keenan Allen. You so are. I needed Keenan Allen to get me 11 and a half on Monday night. And he scores that touchdown to get me over the top. Sure, Brooks had a mishap at tight end, but my real for- fortune was the San Francisco Arizona Arizona game. Did you see how that game ended? No, I went to sleep because that was a, that was a boring game. Okay, let me let me give you the timestamp, Joey. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So the 49ers score a touchdown to go up four. They're up four points with 31 seconds left. Okay. Yep. They kick it off. Touchback. Arizona. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to hold on. Arizona again. Hold on. For the second time in this podcast. Arizona, first play, five yard completion. Guy fumbles. San Francisco Niners recover the fumble. My defense gets two points. There's 21 seconds left. (laughs) (laughs) Tevin (laughs) Coleman, two yard carry. Arizona, timeout. Second down. Tevin Coleman, four-yard carry, Arizona, timeout. Third down, Tevin Coleman, three-yard carry, Arizona, timeout. Fourth and one, 
San Francisco goes for it. One-yard loss, turnover on downs. Mm-hmm. Arizona gets the ball with six seconds left. Yep. One play, Murray, incomplete pass. Goes back, two seconds left, completion, lateral. Ball shoots out like a cornhole bag on draft <laughs> Fucking night. ridiculous. <laughs> they shot 15 yards. <laughs> That's in my notes, about 15 yards. Inside the five, and the Niners pick it up and run it in with nothing left on the clock. Boom, eight points for me. I win because of that play right there. You win. Now, let me tell you my story about this That's fucking game. Eight, eight points. And yours is going to be a gambling thing where it's a push because of what happened. Oh, but my God. So, it, Joey, so, Joey, Joey, are you? I mean, I won by like five and a half points. If they don't score that touchdown, I lose my fantasy matchup. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's all that's, that's that's hands down. That's not even like top three luckiest ways to win. That's that's got to be number one. Did you just turn it off? Yeah, I wasn't watching. I was upstairs giving a kid a bath, and I was kind of tracking, and I saw like the the oh oh he they turned it over. I got two points. Sweet, I need that going yeah. into like the Sunday night or Monday night game. I thought I had a long shot, and then then John texted and said that's an that's just a horseshit. Niners touchdown. I'm like, what happened? And so, yeah. All right, let me tell you mine real quick here. So I threw some money on that game. I'm like, you know what? Arizona's playing well. I'm going to take Arizona plus 10. So I took them. I took the points, but I also took them in a parlay. So I had a three-team parlay, just a small one, $10 paid out 50 right? My first two games hit. So I'm sitting here waiting on this game, right? So I'm watching. I'm like, well, shit, this is an easy cover. I'm feeling good. But, but you know what? Something deep down just didn't feel right. And so I keep watching this game. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, what's the worst that can happen is 49ers going to kick a field goal and they'll still cover it, right? So when they went to run the ball, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you can kick a field goal and go up by seven. So I don't really understand that sort of coaching decision, but whatever. I'm like, now Arizona's got to just launch it. But then in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this has got pick six written all over it. So the first pass comes incomplete. Second pass comes complete. Then they start playing this lateral game, and usually you never see this shit happen. And you're like, all right, one, two laterals, and the guy goes down, or they make a penalty because the guy forward passes it again. Nope. And then this ball rockets out <laughs> 15 <laughs> yards it looked or like a, more into it like the a end long, zone. I, was like, when I don't did even they know put, who did it. When did but they put a long snapper out there? <laughs> my first thought was that's got to be a penalty. Throw it backwards 15 yards. You could, I think you can throw it as far as you want backwards. But I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it would have been like, you can't like advance a ball after a fumble like so far. I don't know. But I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And serve, <laughs> it hits. And I'm like, 10 points. You got to be shitting me. And so I push and, I, and I'm trying to like compute this in my head. And I'm like, all right, did I push and do I win? Because this is like, this was this ended up being a uh, $100 swing for me. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Ten, I'm plus 10. So, okay, do I win or is that a push? So I get on the phone with my bookie and I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? He goes, 
Well, he goes, good thing for you is you push your normal bat, but your parlay that you had two guys hit, and that would have been your third. Instead of winning 50, you only win 25. That's how he does his parlays. And so I'm like, oh, that fucking guy, man. I could not believe that. I was just I trying to get it. back to even. I was cur- I started cursing. When I saw it, when he scored that touchdown, I let out the biggest F-bomb. And Christy goes, Joe, what is going on out there? Because I was on my back porch. And I was like, oh, my God. But that just, sorry. That was the yeah. worst bad beat ever. That's, it was all, I loved it. That was brutal. All right, boys. Sorry about that. That'll do the uh, week 11 edition of Rapid Fire Recap. It's time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome into the week uh, 12 edition of Good, Bad, the Ugly. We're going to get this started. So my good, Jared, is coming from Rusty Squad. It's going to be John Brown uh-huh. in a losing effort uh-huh. against the GOAT and Chaz. He posts a nine for 137 yards and two touchdowns against Miami's defense. Not surprising, but anyways, this dude is on pace for 1,307 yards this year. And for a Buffalo receiver, this is awesome. Um, Who knows if he can keep up the touchdowns. But uh, what a what a big good there for old Rusty. Unfortunately, it came at a loss. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of called it the on last week. I don't think I got the winner. Maybe I got the winner right. I can't remember. I don't my, write my down boy, who my, your booms are, so I don't know. It won the boom. It was the in the predictions. It was Josh Allen feeding it. Yeah, John, your prediction was. Um, Hold on, I wrote it down here. It was, it, yeah, your prediction was it. Rusty will win if he if John Brown scores a fifty yard touchdown, but he did not. He scored That's a forty true. yard one, and I'll take it. Josh yeah. Allen, he's back, he's so. alive. All right, yeah, that was, that was good. John Brown's been good all year. Yeah, yeah, kind of bu- hundred and thirty something points on the season yeah, so far. I w- and I wish. Um, and it's, it would be easy for Rusty to say now, but when he and I made that trade. For Darren Waller and Robbie Anderson, I was way off on Robbie Anderson. And for Devontae Adams, I wish I would after I did it, like 24 hours later, I was like, damn it, I should have asked if he would have done it for John Brown instead of Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, but, oh, well. it Winners can't be choosers. All right, so my good is, um, I just, I mean, I just knocked the guy in the rapid fire recap for his bragging, <laughs> but the good, my God, Chaz, the season, man, he's just 1700 points. It's just dominant performance. He's just dominating. He's scored below 135 once this year. Jesus Christ. Do you know how many times I've hit 135 twice in, in 11 weeks? He's hit 135, at least 135, 10 out of the 11 weeks. I've hit it four times, and you've hit it three. Jesus. He has ten. He has his two losses are when he scored one forty one and one sixty three. 
and it's crazy because like you look at his team and it's like, all right, Julian Edelman, he's gonna get him like ten to twelve, right? Yeah. Then you got you this have... like Marvin Jones Jr., Marlon Mack. But when but when you got the when you have the best running back, the yeah. best quarterback, yeah. the best defense, it's just and it's then crazy. The, the and then the 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 and he didn't even play. Cast. He didn't even play his best defense this past week. Yeah. If he and put Baltimore yeah. in, he's up another fifteen points. God, it's just it's it's impressive. So kudos to him, man. I'm still, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed that he went Lamar Jackson. I did not think anybody was going to go Lamar Jackson. I was all in on the guy late in the draft. I didn't think anybody would want to touch him. So kudos to him for taking him. I hate it, but I think yeah. I got the. I think. I'll say I think I got Josh Allen. I think he's the poor man's Lamar Jackson. He needs to run a little more, but and he oh can well. do that for sure. Hmm. All right, my bad is the ineptness of last place GM Brooks Hayslip. This guy loses by five points. And say what you want, but it could have been because he forgot to find a replacement for his inactive George Kittle, who was listed as inactive as early as Saturday night. All right. So I'm not buying this whole, oh, it's a 405 game versus a 425 start time. That's a bunch of BS. I think he's checked out of the season. And depending upon what happens this week, that week 13 matchup between Mike and Slep could determine the Ropper. But I mean, that's just absurd. I don't know. I, I, I don't buy that for that's, late start time BS because he was listed as inactive on Saturday. Yeah. It, obviously, and I was talking to him kind of since he and I were playing each other. I mean, I feel bad, man. But like 345 rolled around, 4 o'clock rolled around. And I'm looking at his team. I'm like, okay, I, I see what he's doing. He's just going to drop one, probably the Saints defense once they end and pick up the probably the backup tight end for the 49ers. And I'm sitting there and kind of looking at like 3.30 comes around. I'm like, man, that's a gamble, though, because what if that tank, what if that game goes over and he doesn't have enough time because he can't drop somebody when they're still active? Yeah. I believe him, though, when he just he, – he just assumed all games were at 4.25, and he didn't realize that that game was kicking off at 4.05. He did say – what does make him – although he's pissed off about the 49ers defense situation and kind of that's the reason why I won. If he did go with the tight end, he would have gone in with a different tight end, the Houston tight end, which wouldn't have scored him enough points to actually win. So, so he but yeah. Lost. But I mean – So he's so he still – but yeah, that that's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, that's just brutal. Um. My bad is also Brooks. <laughs> Do Joe. tell me more. Okay, Joe. If your quarterback, if your starting quarterback was coming up in a must win, what defense would you want your quarterback to face? Miami. Miami. How many times has Brooks faced the quarterback that's facing the Miami defense? I recall we talked about this a few weeks ago, and it was, it started off like every week he was facing the 
the guy or his opponent's quarterback was facing Miami. So, so I think one. it was the first four that started. So I'm going to go. It's been at least six weeks. Five. So so week one. Week one was Lamar Jackson going up against Miami's defense. Lamar Jackson, oh, just 36 points. <laughs> Week two rolls around. Brooks's matchup comes up, and Brooks goes, and he plays Tom Brady against Miami, 27 points. Week three rolls around, and he goes up against Brad and Dak Prescott facing Miami, 25 points. And then he gets a break until he gets to me this past week. And how many points did Josh Allen have? 36.99. 36 points. My man just can't catch a break. So, I mean, he's starting to get into that crunch time, must wins, um, to where he kind of is trying to avoid that romper. Who's he playing? Oh, Brian. Oh, he's dodging Patrick Mahomes. So that's good. Oh, wait, Baker Mayfield versus Miami. (laughs) (laughs) So my man has five of the 12 weeks, almost half the season, where he's going up against the quarterback that's facing the Miami defense. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. I think he's just he's just ready for this season to end. He's a, he is ready for it. And a soccer team just sacked their manager. Yeah, gone. Yeah. So, gone. so and his NC State football team sucks. Panthers is just on a complete like meltdown, about to just kind of revamp everything. So I don't know. And it's winter time, just depressive. Mm. And he has that one haircut. <laughs> it works for him though. Yeah. All right. So my ugly. This is going to be quick, but it's Miles Garrett almost committing manslaughter against Mason Rudolph, suspended for the rest of the year, so six more games and maybe more. So the suspension read, and he's appealing it. I think actually they see the appeal today or tomorrow. Um, I haven't seen anything on it. Um, but he could be suspended more. So even into next year, we'll see what happens there. And I also heard that Mason Rudolph's agent might uh, might also, I guess, put place charges against him as well. Uh, just a horrible situation. I'm not sure if you saw it. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, but just brutal because he hits him with the open-ended side of that helmet. And if that helmet was turned around and he hits him with the crown of it, Mason Rudolph has half of a head right now. And he's and who knows what the hell could have happened. Just a brutal situation right there. And, you know, the Browns win and they always seem to lose. Just a disaster team. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they yeah they lost their pass rush and the other D linemen and a secondary guy. I thought about throwing money on the waiver on Cleveland, but I just that defense might just kind of fall apart now. I don't know. Well, someone threw cash. Someone threw some money on six bucks. Yeah, I think I yeah. think slipped it actually. I think Brad did. I think Brad, Brad got him. Yeah, I thought about it, but who? Yeah, that was brutal. Um. My ugly is going to be Brian's Week 12 roster. Oh, okay. Let's take a look at this here. Joe, his entire bench is on bye. They're like, okay, you can get by with that. 
his current starting tight end, Austin Hooper, has already been ruled out for week 12. Yep, there you go. And then one of his starting wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, is highly questionable for Thursday night, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I got no idea what he's going to do. I mean, you look at the guys who are on his bench right now, and I don't know if any of them are droppable just to fill a roster. I mean, is he going to take a gamble and just not start a wide receiver and a tight end and Damian see what happens? Damian Williams, you don't think is droppable? I don't – I mean, unless he's got injured. Williams or McCoy. I mean, maybe. I mean, guess right. But, I mean, maybe Damian – maybe the, he's got a banged-up rib injury. Because I, I, know I know you can't drop Mahomes, Eckler, Hill, and Henry. Right. So, maybe guess right on one of them. But what if Hooper and T.Y. are both out? You drop both of them. You drop Austin Hooper. You just gamble on no tight end. <laughs> and he's got this. I don't know who the Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, I mean Marlon Mack went down, so that's the. There's a committee there in Indianapolis, so who knows what's going to happen with him? Who is he playing this week? He plays Brooks. Oh my so, God, Slip! If you don't win this week. But Brooks had Brooks's whole team banged up too. Juju's not playing. Juju is not going to play yet. He's still in the lineup. I Juju's saw Juju's not playing. I don't. We don't know about Breida. I don't know why Jared Goff is still on his team. So he's got. I mean, it's going to. Do be, we know if Kittle's back? I, I'm pretty sure people think he's going to be ruled out, and they're going to hold him out again. I don't know why you would play him. I mean, but. God, that that matchup, this matchup could be like, it could be like 60 to 75. I mean, it could be. And listen, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what Brian's going to do, but it's not like he has this, I mean, I don't know if he thinks he's like locked in because he's been at the top for a majority of the year, but he loses this week and Brad and John both win. Now it's coming down to the last week, and if mm-hmm. Brian loses and those two guys win, they jump him. Wouldn't that be bananas if he – because he's been in first place the entire season, right, yeah, for, for his yeah, division. For, yeah, for the most part, a majority of it at least, yeah. And if he loses out the the next two weeks, he, is, he's, he will not make it. So he's going to need, a, he's gonna need some, some help if, he, if they lose. But Wow. I don't know. It's going to be – We'll see what he does, but that's that's an ugly situation. I wouldn't want to be involved in right now making yeah. that decision. No, thank you. All right, that'll do it for week 12 edition of Good, Bad, and Ugly. What do you say we interview you? Uh, all right, yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand in. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year? Before taxes. Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shout out of a can. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. All right, welcome in to this week's episode, episode 12 of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Hot, uh, excuse me, podcast. And we are joined today by a very special guest, an officer of the law, um, working currently right now for what, what we've been told he is on duty, but taking time out of his busy schedule 
to talk to the hot routes here with us today. Uh, is it Sergeant Pittman? Is that the correct term? Lieutenant Sergeant? What? What? It, it's it's Lieutenant, Lieutenant Eric Pittman. How you doing, bud? Doing good, man. How about y'all, sir? Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having so, me. So, so this is true. So you are you are on duty right now, correct? So what Pretty happens? Sure. Like, is there a possibility you might have to just drop the interview and just drop? Go go away real fast. Yeah, if something big happens. Define big, um, like a local method. Uh, no, like if we have an armed okay. robbery, uh, you know, something like that—a carjacking, um, kidnapping, a pretty big uh, domestic where you know he could be, or the the criminal could be uh, hurting the victim at you know like there in you progress. Go. It, it could always be a she. Could yeah, be I was going to say, could be a That's sheep. right. That's Criminal. right. I, I don't. I don't want it. Uh, exactly. Our, our wives threaten us every Wednesday night pre-recording. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I just told my wife. Well, they might. It's a they... form of abuse, Pippin, is it not? Mm-hmm. Verbal abuse. Can can I verbal and emotional? Can we call in that? Can I press yeah, you, charges? You can call Huntersville. Say my wife is verbally yeah, you... abusing me because I'm just trying to do a, a weekly podcast with my bros. <laughs> I mean, they might laugh at you. Okay. But you can call them. I don't think we pay them to laugh at us. I think they should filter out all possibilities. This is true. So so are you just like driving around in your car right now, just waiting for shit to go down? No, I'm actually in our satellite office right now. What the hell is a satellite office? So it's it's like an area that we, that has been designated as safe and we have like uh, certain protocols, but it's away from the police department. So we can be closer to higher crime areas if we need to, but we can still do like our desk stuff if we need to. So like right now, I'm actually in the uh, the back room of a local coffee and donut oh, shop. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> not very inconspicuous, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say how many dozens of donuts are in front of me. But... You're just hiding, hiding in plain sight. Smart. Yeah. We're going to put you in a donut shop because we don't, they think that we don't think that you'll be put in a donut shop. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. And how can the donut shops, you know, object to this? They get free security and it only costs them free a security for donuts. Yeah. I mean, what is that like? $2 for them? Something. It's a write off. Everything's a write off. It's a write off. Yes. Man, <laughs> man. Um, how, so you are, what's this? GM number seven of eight for the interviews. Yeah, how you, how you are you are you kind of nervous that you had to wait this long? Or are you kind of glad? Uh, kind of glad, but then again, I'm kind of yeah. terrified uh-huh. right? because I, I'm sure there's there are some questions that you are going to provide to me that I'm not going to be very happy to answer, especially while I'm working. <laughs> well, we have had, uh, I believe, six other weeks to kind of iron out the kinks here and get our interviewing skills on board. So this hopefully is a solid one here. So let's see here, Jared, you got, uh, you want to start off with something or you want me to take the reins here? Um, yeah, I got a question. Can you take us back to three months ago, draft night where you elected <laughs> to go the second spot instead of the first, where you passed up on Christian McCaffrey, where if you did take Christian McCaffrey, you would be sitting at eight and three right now. So you still want to continue kicking me in the nuts about this, yeah. Jared, right? I mean, last week it was seven to three. This week it'd be eight and three. 
I'm currently five and right. six. Uh, so my, my thought was last year I took Le'Veon number one. So I kind of pigeonholed myself and I'm like, all right, I've got all these options, right? Which one do I pick? And I picked the wrong one because he sat all year and I hate him. He's terrible. Second option was, I was like, okay, if I pick number two, that means either Kamara or McCaffrey will be off the board. And I was good with either one of them as long as they stayed healthy. Hindsight, they did, Kamara did not avoid injuries. So that's what I have yeah. to deal with. And I'll be, I'll be honest. Personally, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's the right call. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate that game plan. I'm I'm on board with that. I, I said say, I was I good with it from the start. I mean, yeah. you're either either player was going to be good. It's just who avoids the injuries. And you know, you know, fortunately mm-hmm. for the McCaffrey owner, McCaffrey hasn't endured any injury in the past two years. So I mean, and I thought honestly, with him, you know, having 300 plus touches a year, he's going to get some injuries. But nope. The one guy that has like 80 touches gets a high ankle sprain and goes out for three weeks, so I trade him. Not yeah. bad, not bad. I, it, it might make you feel better. That 8-3 and three record, if you had taken McCaffrey, I, <laughs> I totally made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's I, good. I didn't go back and look. That. I have no idea what your record would be if you would have done that. <laughs> so It was probably better than 5-2. Yeah. It, it might be 10-1. I don't know. So here's a question. Of the people yeah. that you drafted there on draft night back in August, how yes. many are currently on your roster? Uh, let me see. I believe it's zero, but let me just double check. Like actually like on my actually roster? Actually on your roster. Because you didn't draft Garoppolo, did you? Uh, one. Brandon Cook. Three. Kick, kicker and three as well. So oh, that's- okay. Good man. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't count them. But outside of that, them. that's impressive. It's impressive that you have five wins and only one non-kicker defense. So kudos to you for playing the. the Just got blow it up. Man. You, hey, you saw it early. You were uh, you were the Miami Dolphins, where some other people um, like Brooks or the Cincinnati Bengals, and they don't even realize it. <laughs> you see, you know what I did? So at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm not going to do anything crazy. Even if they start having bad games, I'm not going to trade them. I'm not going to sit them. And Mike Evans has one bad game. I throw him away to Jared. And, you know, Kamara has a couple bad games. I give them to Joe. Uh, I just totally went against my game plan. And it's paying off for you. Not really, because Evans is balling out. Yeah, he's going yeah well. but you got to huh? think you're on a three game win streak, are you not? Yeah, I think it's three yeah, games. It's a now, three game win streak. I mean, you've you've definitely moved yourself away from the romper. That was my only goal. You know, I called in a couple weeks ago, said I don't want the romper. Uh, playoffs, don't care about that. Just keep me out but of the But you romper. still have an opportunity. I think everybody to roll into can agree that I want to see me in that. I mean, technically, if I. Yeah, if I went out, even though you you jerks said I wouldn't, I have zero chance. Well, yeah, we're not there yet. So I mean, hey, pre preseason, you were chance. my pick. Preseason, you were my pick. So. I know. I'm, I'm still yeah. holding out that I told you so. I told you so. Jameson Crowder, he's going to turn, turn it on. He's going to leave he's me turn it on. Man. I know. The past three weeks, he's been great. So 
He's my yeah, MVP. That's man. good. That's that's all. That's fantasy football, man. Finding when, once you get to hear it, it's not about names anymore. It's all about what what the stats are. And yeah, Crowder. Give me give me Crowder over Keenan Allen all day long right now. Yep. So, well, I don't know if I go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> um, why do I feel like every year about what you you you've maxed out your moves with multiple weeks to play? <laughs> yes, that is true. I also said that I'm not going to make many moves, and I'm sitting here with one move left, and I have a kicker. That's a big a decision you got to make. You know, it is. Like, do I sit there and I say, you know, I got a tight end that's kind of injury prone the last three years. So, do I sit there and I take a chance that old Greg Olson's going to stay healthy, and I sub out, put me in a kicker this week, or do I? Mm, roll the dice and see if I can pick one up Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe to. drop Phillip Rivers, who's been doing trash for you. He has. Yeah, yeah that's what. I mean, I don't, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a bad play, though. That's not a bad call. Wait and see kind of how it goes along with the going into the Sunday and Monday night <clears> game. <throat> and if, yeah, if you need to pull the trigger on anybody, you can cut old Phil. I think he's got bad matchups coming up, too. Um, and I am playing against Norton, whose team on paper looks You're not pretty good against me. Team on the field, eh. the, the He's playing against the real Norton. Oh, the real. Yeah, the the only ah. one with the what, the only one with the belt. Is that right? According to him, and all of his all of his guys. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. All of his guys should be if he doesn't make any changes, will be done going into the Sunday night games. So correct. But your problem is, is your QB and running back aren't playing until late, so. Yeah, I've got Jimmy yeah. G playing Sunday night. I don't know. So that kicker is he good? Uh, Baltimore. I think all, all their right, kickers, all their kickers not, are taken though. So I don't whatever. Uh, Monday yeah. night, yeah. Uh, that's enough kicker talk here. Um, let's get to some important stuff. Yeah, who are we, who are we talking to, John? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ouch. Um, so I think a lot of GMs want to know want some answers about this because I don't think it was ever clarified. So bring us back to 2002, maybe 2003. (laughs) And what was going through your mind right before you knocked on the front door of the Pike house that wintry night? Well, let me just set the scene for y'all real quick. So we were at the deuce playing UFC when it first came out. Great game. And so we, yeah. So we're all pumped up on testosterone, maybe some alcohol. We get a phone call saying that one of our friends, uh, girlfriends was over there getting drunk and that she was passed out and that the fraternity was going to have fun with total fake news, by the way, total fake news. So what eight, 10 of us all get into Pazel's, uh, 1993 Ford Explorer. (laughs) And roll up there and march our way up the uh, snowy hill. And icy. And I have on my Newman, yes, snowy and icy. I have on my Newman baseball batting gloves. And I said to, uh, I think it was either Justin Thomas or Pizel, and said, the first person that opens this door, I'm knocking them out. (laughs) And that was my whole thought process. (laughs) So the guy opens the door, says a couple choice words to me. And boom, the right cross comes across his face. And then the <laughs> next thing I know is that 80 people come flying out of the house 
and were swarmed. Pazil's getting hit with a dog bowl filled with ice. So that was, yeah. And we're running away that from the house. That was my follow-up. So after that epic attempted manslaughter that you put on that guy. Yes. What were your thoughts when the entire park, Pike fraternity exited that house like we just stepped on a fire ant hill? I mean, it was absurd. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe we could take, like, I think, like, the first 20 that came out, I was like, all right, we can put up a good fight. And then I noticed people coming out of the side of the house. I was like, we got to go. We got and I, and I think somebody said, start running. <laughs> and by that time, people were already surrounded. Yeah, I remember Paisel getting hit in the head with a frozen dog bowl. They were throwing <laughs> uh, liquor bottles at us. Liquor bottles. Beer bottles at liquor us. bottles at us, yes. <laughs> I think one guy had a hammer. He was coming after us. We got just we got throttled. That was a loss. Uh, we won the we won the uh, the battle, but I think we lost the war. Yes, that is true. But nobody, you know, nobody really got hurt that bad. I think Pazel got a, a goose egg on his head yeah. from night from the dog bowl, and his car took a big old dent in. <laughs> what is this? Was was this the moment in your life that turned you down the path of law enforcement? Ooh, good question. No, yeah. Very good question. <laughs> Not even close. I think I was still uh, making poor decisions at that time. Did any life. questions come like up a, when you got into law enforcement that would, they would have known this story? They'd been like, "This, yeah, we can't bring this guy in." That, that is probably true. That it was never mentioned because I was never criminal. Hey, yeah, I was going to ask you, whatever did that guy ever try to press charges? No, uh. Uh-uh. So all I did is I, I got my ten percent, or you know, the six game suspension during baseball season. I think I no, actually got no, uh, a game or something on that too. Remember we had that big yeah, like sit down with yeah. Rochel, yeah, and it was a bunch Rochel of Lane. just horse shit. Yeah. Speaking Anyways. speaking of getting suspended, did you get benched when the coach saw you throw a ball down the second and hit the pitcher? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not get no. benched. I think they took out the unathletic pitcher. Did you just not like the pitcher? Yes. I mean, just <laughs> fake news all over well, the place. Who right? was who was the pitcher? You know, oh, God, it was some guy. He was left-handed, <laughs> threw about 78. I bet he had one. a massive curveball, though. It, it, was a Zito, it was Zito. Allegedly. Who do you think was laughing more when that happened, yourself or the College of Charleston baseball team? <laughs> College of Charleston baseball team, without a doubt. They're probably laughing at our whole weekend. Was this a live action, like somebody stealing, or was this like a throwdown? No, no it was before the inning, so I'm throwing my pitches. It was just a throwdown. I'm my warming God. up throwing my pitches. Let me set it up here. For those of you that don't know, I'm warming up throwing my pitches. We're in like the fourth inning, pitching pretty well. I think we're winning like one to nothing. Um and, you know, the catcher always throws down to second to get that, you know, rocket loose, loosened up. And so I throw my fastball, I duck down, and the next thing I know, I got a, a fastball rolling at my chest, and it just throttles me. And I go down and go. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how that I mean, he missed, I mean, he missed by like four feet and it into my chest. <laughs> And I just went down, and then we ended up losing, I think. We got out of that inning, and then I think we ended up losing. 
They probably brought in like Thomas Krasner or something, oh, and they scored the in between inning. Joe went too stiff because he wasn't working out in time, and <laughs> he's like, "I, I got to sit out, man, man." The best part was the uh, was the uh, the welt oh, that was on you. It like it. hit right in my sternum. <laughs> I think that's why, like every now and again, like I'll like arch my back, and my sternum will still pop. <laughs> I, I had a, I was up in Mooresville this past weekend for one of my my cousin's son's little birthday party, and their oldest son is seven, and he's a he, they play but his uh, my cousin's husband played baseball for ten years in the like minors and stuff. He's a pitcher, so mm-hmm. his son's like obviously like good, like seven years old, and he's like, hey, uh, hey Uncle Jared, do you, do you know how to throw a baseball? I was like, get the fuck outside. Let's go. Let's I'll show you. <laughs> and, and he was throwing it and had this little dip in it. And my man kind of crossed me up one time. <laughs> and I went down. I dropped my glove underhanded. And I was like, nope, I got to go back overhanded. Didn't get it up in time. It hit me right in the chest. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, kind of stung a little. <laughs> yeah. Imagine when he's 22. <laughs> All hopped up on probably <laughs> Adderall and stuff. Steroid. Man. Man. Speaking of drugs, um, when can we expect you at the next draft? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to make it this next yeah. one. Um, sans uh, sans yeah. Adderall. I, or cocaine. It was funny, though, because it was like we're like 12 hours in and like Chaz pops up. Hey, let's cut these half these Adderalls up and let's take these. And now we're looking back and we're like, they might not have been Adderalls. I don't know what they were, but <laughs> yeah, they were I fun. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> hey, what if, what if uh, K Vegas hosted the draft? What, what would it be like there? Uh, probably trying to get dogs <laughs> off of you. I'm guessing. And, uh, they're sitting in nothing but dog fur. There's only thing I can okay, think of. Okay, so so let me that I'll, that and my wife being miserable in the back room having yeah, to be quiet. Okay, so we'll mark that off the list for we'll, we'll fu- mark future that one sites. Off the list, yeah. All right, got it. Hey, um, you know, you brought up your wife. We could rent out a brewery, though. You know, yeah. you brought up your wife. So, do you believe that Brad deserves like a medal or something for hitting on your wife? You know, which gave you the opportunity to come in and like sweep her off of her feet. Oh yeah, I mean Brad definitely set it up for me. I mean he he did all the dirty work, <laughs> and and then as and as soon as he gets up to go get beers for everybody, I just sit down right next to her. You broke up there for a sec. What did you do? Oh, I'm sorry. I said that. Uh, so Brad did all the dirty work. He he set he laid the foundation. He gets up to go get everybody beers, and I just swoop right in and sit next to her. So when did when did you know that she was the one? Was it before or after you showed a lot of the GMs in the league naked pictures of her? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I'd say after. Okay. If I did Interesting. that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I did just see Brad change his avatar on his fantasy team name. So man, I don't. Uh-oh. I can't recognize who it is in there. Maybe I don't. Know, whatever. Um, who for on your fantasy team right now? The guy that you're having to start each week that you're like, God, I can't believe I got to start this guy. Who is it? 
Oh, let's see here. I would probably go like. I mean, he's actually done pretty well for me lately. It's Devontae yeah. Parker. I never would have thought that he'd have yeah. done that well. He's a good player. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably say uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Who's your favorite guy that you have that you're pulling for? Uh, Probably DJ Moore, just because he's a Panther and I'm going to keep him, so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he already – He's probably my favorite. Him. He was kept yeah. last year. Oh, he was? Oh, oh well. I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, the other guy, Curtis Samuel. Uh-huh. So, I don't want to keep him. Um, Joey, you got any fantasy questions? Uh, no, all my questions are non-fantasy related at this point. Um, so here we go. When you were – so this came from a GM. Uh, when you were in bed with a Beth Johnson – how did you not laugh when she asked if Slip, who who was, quote, sleeping, end quote, while he was trying to get a piece of the action as well? So I believe me and Beth were hooking up. Slip had rolled off the bed onto the floor next to the bed and had his hand up there, like, searching. Yes. <laughs> Like and, and total scumbag. And she move. asked, <laughs> I, just trying to I'm find a mistake, hole. To I believe she in. asked, <laughs> "Whose hand is in my vagina?" I think that's oh, what she wow. said. And and both my hands were up <laughs> towards her chest area. She said, "Hand, whose hand?" Yes. Yeah, like he was trying to to just do not the actual. <laughs> hand. What'd you say? He's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I said, don't worry about him. He's sleeping. <laughs> and she just kept on keeping on. Oh, my God. Jeez, girl, girls are so stupid. Oh, that's great. <laughs> God, I hate to have a dog. So here, yeah. here's one, and I need clarification on this. So this was brought up by a GM because I don't remember this for whatever reason, but apparently it happened. So the question is, what went through your head that moment before you took a pitch to the eye or maybe a throw to the eye against Wake Forest and got knocked out. Yeah, so that was actually a hit off of, uh, I believe his name was Ryan Johnson, some huge left-hander. And uh, it was a, a screaming line drive that had a bunch of top spin. And I remember thinking, oh, man, this is going to hurt when it hits off my chest. But the girl that I was that I was seeing or wanting to see was in the stands, and I was like, I'm not going to let this get past me. And – uh yeah, it takes a it takes a nasty bounce or a routine bounce off red lackey field, <laughs> and decides to ricochet off my orbital bone, and uh, probably go into the stand somewhere or still in orbit. Did it knock you out? See, yes. I don't. Re- was I there? Most I don't remember this at all. Yeah, you were there. Cause so, and and what'll happen or what I remember is I remember laying on the ground, and I remember hearing our pitcher David Batten yelling my name, Pittman, Pittman. And then I get up and I see blood on my hat and they take me to the dugout and Joe's the first one. And he goes, ah, don't worry. That'll buff out. <laughs> that, that shit will buff about out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, ah, that shit will buff out. That was when I was just pitching. I wasn't fielding or hitting or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like that, so my, yeah. my life was miserable. For some reason, like, uh, Graham Thompson was yeah. hitting and you weren't. It made sense. Gotta, gotta keep <laughs> Jason Palvachek. Gotta keep on keeping on. I have to go and dig it. 
So give us, I, I think we need to hear one story, a cop story, that would just blow our minds. I think that would be interesting to hear for all the GMs. Like what was something that you've been involved with where you took a step back with your, with your colleagues and you were like, did that just fucking happen? Give us one of those. All right, so we get a call of a suspicious vehicle down in a uh, like a, a golf course that's been closed down, so they have like a pretty big parking lot. We pull up, and there's a red Mitsubishi Mighty Max. What the fuck is right? that? It's like this itty-bitty little truck. It's like a piece of okay. shit truck. And so, we, like, we shine our lights on the vehicle, and we can see, like, what looks like to be a person in the center area because it's just one okay. bench seat. It's not like two seats and then it looks like it has a person in the driver's seat we're thinking oh okay it's two people hooking up no big deal so we walk up to the car or to the truck and there's a guy in full women's lingerie taking the old uh, gear shift up the b-hole whoa okay <sighs> and as soon as we get him out of the car he takes off running god how do you how do so you imagine jesus <laughs> <laughs> so imagine like three cops running after this guy Okay, he runs down the hill, runs into the pond, and gets bit by a snapping turtle on his leg. Right through his pantyhose, like his fishnet (laughs) pantyhose, and he's screaming, saying he's getting bit by an alligator. And of course, there's no alligators in there. And we bring him out, and he's got a huge chunk missing out of like his ankle area. Yeah, and he's dressed on the women's clothes and. We ended up arresting him for second degree trespassing because it'd be funny to see his mugshot in lingerie, <laughs> and uh, that's something he could never get rid of. Yeah. So then when we step when we step back from that, I was like, "Did that really just happen? Like a dude just taking it up the b hole with his gear shift?" And it was one of those eight oh. ball, like, you know what I'm talking. So it's not like a small gear shift. It was one of the big, freaking eight ball like cue balls. Oh god. So can to this you... day. Like, had he is been, that a had he crime? Been, had, he, had he been locked up before? Was no, he, he on drugs? I uh, don't think so. I think he's just a cross-dresser, and he enjoys it up to be whole. Is that what? But it's a crime because he was, he was not what he did, but the, the trespassing and then him running. <laughs> so, I don't know why he would run, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because we had his ID. I don't understand everything. why. I don't know how. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> man. Was he that running like Brad? <laughs> <laughs> have you? He did have a little shimmy to him. Have you ever been shot at? No, have you ever, I have not. My sergeant has, but have not. Have you ever I had to not. discharge your weapon? No. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, not a lot no, of cops. No, they don't, but you never want to. Like, I think it's like less I than 1%. I don't think you ever want to discharge your weapon, right? No, uh-uh. No, not if I don't have to. Hold on, is Post there? He's not here. No, No, I'm saying, is he he in, like, if I have to discharge my weapon, is he around? (laughs) (laughs) You got to look, yeah. Because he's... I'm definitely doing it, man. (laughs) You got anything else there, uh, Jared? I don't think so, man. I just got some hot seat questions. Let's get him on the hot seat. Let's get him on the hot seat. All right. Let's do this, Jared. Get us started. You are now on the hot seat. All right. Let's go. Does the carpet match the drapes? Yes. True or false, you secretly stalk Emily Walls. True. 
<laughs> I don't know who that is. It's not even a question. <laughs> no clue who that is. How accurate is the movie SWAT starring Colin Farrell? Uh, 40%. Huh. Hmm. More important, quantity or quality? You know what I say? Quantity always brings the quality. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know if you actually do this anymore or not, but what we're going to go with it. You pull an SUV going 22 over in a 65, only to walk up to the car and realize it's Chaz. Is he getting a ticket? He's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car does Emily Walls drive? Ooh. I don't know that one. She used to drive a Forerunner. I figured I that'd be an easy a one silver for you to pull up. Nah, she don't. Nah, she lives in another oh, state, so I don't, I don't have access, access to that, to that. stuff. Gotcha. Hmm. <laughs> Is she still many, in Delaware? Jesus. Yeah. Who's Emily Walls? Uh, Pittman's crush that got away. The one that got away. Mm. Was, isn't she uh, divorced? Did she get divorced? Yeah, she's divorced with two kids, and now she has a new boyfriend. Oh, you should slide right mm-hmm. into that. See if she likes yeah. cops. Big, big blue ones. Yeah, red them. Um, ones. Red them. Yeah. How many autographs have you done because of people thinking you're the kid from the Sandlot? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't understand this one, but Team R or Team S for the Black and Gold series? I'm guessing that's Team Robbie or oh, Team no, Ski. No, Team R was Team Reserves. So uh, Troy Hustis decided to put me and Pizel and Slip all together, <laughs> and we were Team Reserve versus Team Starters, and Team Reserves won. Team Reserves won? Yeah, we nice. won. That's mm-hmm. right. And I think I kept yelling to the coach, like, we're the real starters or something like that. I wonder why he didn't like <laughs> He didn't like team. me either. So, What GM do you have the most dirt on? Oh, that's easy. Um, the highest number of dogs at one time that you've fostered. Oh, do puppies They're count? Dogs, aren't they? <laughs> Fourteen. Jesus wow. Christ, Pittman. So the, well, there was eight puppies. <laughs> You're a hoarder at that point. <laughs> no, she, we we had a pregnant dog come in, and she had puppies. We didn't know she was pregnant. She had puppies, and then. So we had two fosters, like our four, yeah, and then eight eight puppies, yeah. Mm. It was uh, it was mayhem. Would you vacate the App State National Championship <gasps> for a guaranteed mm. spot in the fantasy championship against Chaz without knowing the outcome? Just one championship? No. That's He's a, scared of you, Chaz. He's that's scared a true of fan you. right there. He's scared of you. Ah, oh, man, that's my that's my that's my school, man. Whose number's higher, slip or yours? Mm. I'm gonna say mine, just because slip's a little pickier than that's I am. Very true. He does have um, standards. Which of you has the best <laughs> notch on your belt? Ooh. Me or slip? Yeah. Uh, probably slip. 
Name yeah. a thing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Katie Blaylock? Really? You think that was the best, best notch? Well, well, see, he's he's kind of confidential in his stuff. So he doesn't really say a whole lot. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember if he, uh, if him and old Meredith Hill. He, just the tip on that. the nasty. See, that don't count. No, it don't. But Chrissy Fee's a good one. Christy, Fit, Christy Finch? No, yeah, yeah. Now she's Chrissy Fee or whatever her name is. Oh, that's I'm asking my brothers there. <coughs> oh, hey, I hear um, you, Joe. Okay, moving on. Uh, have you ever been approached about being chairman of the Forsyth County Humane Society? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably an honorary member, though. Um, on July 30th, 2016, you tweeted, and I quote, Man, I hate social media. <laughs> I'm so tired of ridiculous posts that people believe. Uh, I'm going to watch videos of baby hippos now to be happy. Are you sexually attracted to baby hippos? <laughs> I think. Did I really tweet <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> I believe I was happy. I don't think so. <laughs> There's zero chance oh, I'll, I'll, I'll that. send it out to the group. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go back and delete it. <laughs> it was it was like a tre- it was like a nugget of a treasure in between all those <laughs> damn CrossFit wide tweets. Oh jeez. Oh, see, I don't know why that I don't know why that goes out there. Uh, but anyway, it was out there. But no, I do not have a, a sexual attraction to baby what anymore. Is, what is your favorite gun to shoot? Oh my! Well, there's two. So there's the Chris Vector. And the Colt Commander that's fully on that. That, that Colt Commander is legit. I don't know that Vector one that you talked about. So give us what it. What is that? So it's made by Chris, which is K R I S S, and it's like a. It looks almost like a spaceship gun, a spaceship gun, where the uh, the recoil actually goes down instead of backing really? up. So it's it's a it's a cool little small little semi-automatic. Cool. Where we shoot nine millimeter yeah, rounds. Yeah, semi-automatic. What kind of rounds we shoot. Forty-five. That's doing damage. Nice. I don't know what any of that means. Probably the Colt's probably my favorite just because it's fully automatic. Just turbo rad. Uh, How fast have you driven on a car chase? Um, 137 miles an hour. Shit. And how did that one turn out? Uh, I actually got left in dust by a BMW 750. Really? Yeah, that thing was doing probably about one six. What kind of road? Oh, on the highway. So you don't call in and reinforcements on that? Like, yo, guys, I'm getting smoked here. Need someone to help me out. Well, we were we went to a whole nother agency, like a whole nother jurisdiction. So I can't call them because we don't have the same radio frequency. You don't have the same radio for what are we in archaic times? Like we can't, like we can't call to Winston Salem. Well, we can, but I'd have to change the the channel. That's too much work. That's to too call much work. Yeah, and they won't chase anyway. Oh, really? What is what is this? A podcast via anchor? <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, the guy just gets away then. <laughs> yeah, he just got away. So note to self: if you're near the county line, just keep going. Yeah, I would say note to self: if you're near a large jurisdiction, they're not going to chase you. So if I'm like. 
crossing over uh, Lake Norman from Iredell into Mecklenburg, just keep going. Just cruise it. Yeah, if you're in Charlotte, they're not going to okay. chase you. That's good to know. Yep. Dang. Learn something every day. Yeah. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have any You got anything questions. else? I don't have anything else. What's your favorite donut? <laughs> oh, just the simple glaze from Krispy Kreme, man. Yeah. Oh, that's a, only when the hot nails Yeah. Are. I'm with you. Classic. Got to. Well, that's all I got. Um, is there anything else you want to finish on? A message to the other GMs out there? Oh, no, man. I just appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Y'all do an awesome job. Like I said, it's my favorite podcast. Uh, just one spot above the Pat McAfee well, we show. we appreciate that. I know Jared does as well. Yeah, and we uh, on behalf of Jared and I think uh, the rest of the GMs across the NCFFL, we want to say thank you for joining us tonight. And thank you for your service. Because, you know, that's a difficult job to get up, throw the uniform on every day, and go chase criminals around. So we want to say thank you very much for for your service to the Kernersville city there. So thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it. And just remember, two more games. I win. Somebody takes an L. I'm in the playoffs, baby. Uh, Here we go. Maybe. <laughs> Talking to you, <laughs> Joe. Talking to you, Joe. He's catching up. It can happen. Hmm. Later, Pip. Thanks, bud. All right, Bye. see you guys. Here comes the boom or bust. All right, welcome into the week 12 edition of boom or bust. I'll get us started here. Just as a reminder, last week I said Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be the boom. Turned out he was not. Four catches, 60 yards. He did just miss a touchdown, which I do think would have put him into that boom category. But of those 60 yards, he had one catch for 43. So really, he did not do too much in that victory there. But this week, my boom is going to be none other than Darren Waller. Um, He had a good week last week, right? Five catches, 78 yards. Double digits. I did it. Double digits. Finally did it. First time. Double digits. Doesn't happen often, but he finally pulled that one off. However, um, but for this week, uh, excuse me, he hasn't scored a touchdown since four weeks ago. He is due. And I think this week he goes six catches, 82 yards, at least one score, somewhere around 16 points if he gets one tutty, and who knows, he could put it above 20 with two. So he's facing the Jets. Uh, difficult defense, but I think, you know, those short passes at the Jets are going to be uh, right up his alley there. So I think he's going to be the boom. Ooh, I got the kiss of death from you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I got two booms. They were a tie. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen there with Tyler Lockett. Seattle is going into Philly. Philly's secondary is brutal. Their run game's really – their run defense is really good, but their secondary is really brutal. So you got Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, and Josh Gordon. I don't know how banged up Tyler Lockett is. I'm facing D.K. Metcalf, so we know he's going to go off. So Josh Gordon is going to be my other boom. He's going to go seven catches, 102 Two touchdowns. Oh. 
Lock it in. Seven catches, 102, two tutties, huh? Yep. And then my second one is going to be a running back who's starting to play more snaps, get a little bit more of the handle, starting to become the favorite in the backfield, and is going to be going in on the road against a leaky run defense in the Buffalo Bills. And it's going to be Mr. Philip Lindsay is going to be my other boom. What did he have last week? Do you recall? Um, I don't remember the numbers. Um, I don't know if he scored. Did he score? Let me see here. My on my computer, my, I can't pull up Yahoo. It's been like it right struggling yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there we go. I was struggling it's, too. He's been going in and out a lot lately. Let's see if I can pull this um, off somewhere else here. He didn't. I don't think he scored because I faced him. So I think he just kind of had a mediocre. He didn't get in the end zone, but I think he had decent yardage. Maybe I. You know what's funny is <clears throat> you bring up the name Philip Lindsay, and like last year, yeah. you could recall like he had like multiple games where he did well, right? Like twenty five points, stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. recall one game that he's had that sort of. Output, so I do think that he is due, and why not do it now? Yeah, right? so he had eight and a half, yeah, points so he, this past yeah. week. But the big thing for him is he had 16 touches and two catches, so 18 touches total, and that's like the most he's had, second most he's had this year. So it's just projecting, man. It's uh, he's he's gonna get up there, yeah. Now, me being the Royce Freeman owner, I did see where he's a little nicked up and he has like an ankle thing, so I wouldn't mind him sitting out maybe this week. <laughs> so just saying, just saying. All right, so my bust last week, I had Delvin Cook as my bust. <clears throat> He projected at 20.57, and his actual was 14.2 against Denver. So I'm going to call that as a win for me. It's a slight win, I would say. Right? Who? Dalvin Cook. That's not a – oh, a bust? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was projected I, yeah, yeah, at 20. Yeah. He went 14. He went under. I mean, 14 points. I can, still yeah, good, I can give you that. Right? I I'll, mean, give you, I'll give you that. I'll if give anyone you that. gives me yeah. 14 points, I'd be happy about it, but – you're still a little bit upset because he didn't score his projection, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that and a top two running back who yeah. doesn't hit 15. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's a slight, slight bust there. Uh, but this week I'm going different. I'm going to go DJ Shark. Okay, Brad's, Brad's team, DJ Shark. Last week he went bonkers. Eight catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns. In a good matchup against Indy this week, another solid matchup against the Titans. However, not the same results this week. I think he scores under 10 points, something like three for 60, no touchdowns, total bust. Okay. Okay. It's going to be an interesting matchup there. I'll get into that a little bit, my prediction. Um, My bust is going to be – Couple quarterbacks, couple quarterbacks that have a couple of uh, tough matchups. Maybe um, it's going to be Josh Allen and Carson Wentz are going to be my bus this week. Hmm. So tell me why. Them. I just, I mean, both these guys are on my team. I don't know which one to play. 
So, so I think <laughs> I'm going to reverse I'm, I'm psychology gonna, on yeah, these guys. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to guess wrong. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is the right play on paper, but that offense, I just don't know if I can trust that offense right now. Um, Seattle's defense secondary, they give up. You know, I think they give up like the second or third most points to quarterbacks in fantasy. But, man, it might – I mean, if Alshon doesn't play, I think it's an easy decision. If he does play, it could be a little bit harder. I, I like the Josh Allen. Um, he's at home. Denver has to travel across. It's a tough defense. But he's he's got that high floor where he's, he's still do that one game where he runs for like 80 yards and has a touchdown. So, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I'm just going to say they're both busts. You know who's been due for one of those all year is David Montgomery, and it hasn't happened. Oh, it, it happened against me where he had two one-yard rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but he never and had he like an 80-yard run. Yeah, but he, he, he had two one-yard rushing touchdowns and ended with like 20 carries for 50 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles' stout run D. So dumb. Yeah. Fantasy. Fantasy. It is. It is. It is. I could care less if it was David Montgomery going up against the worst rush D and he runs for 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's fine. I can live with that. But when they're going up against the best run D and they have the garbage one yard touchdown runs because yeah. of somebody falling short of the goal line or pass interference in the end zone. Those are the ones that piss me off more than anything. Yeah. That, that gets me too. I think we all hate those. Probably because I don't have any of those guys. Unless you're I on just, the other end of it. Then you'd love yeah, well, if, I mean, if that's not me because my guys don't score touchdowns. <laughs> they, they don't. But Nick Chubb, have you seen the Cleveland Browns goal line offense, it's rushing not offense? good. My God. My man had – he's in the past two weeks, he's had like nine carries inside the three <laughs> for like a combined negative two yards. <laughs> I mean, oof. so – but I'm not complaining. I'm, yeah. I'm, I still got a fighting chance. Just keep on keeping on, man. Hey, would you – let me ask you this, because yeah. I was asking a couple of other people, and I think Brooks said – I know Brooks said it, he would, and it sounded like Michael Norton said he would. Um, it sounds like Pittman wouldn't, so I don't know. But I know you're not in this position this year, but would you – would you be okay with taking the romper if it also meant you can make the playoffs? Personally, I don't know. That's a tough call. I mean, my initial thought would be yes, because you're in the playoffs and anything that can happen in the playoffs. My wife, however, would be like, no, I don't want you to win the romper no matter what. Why? Because it's kind of embarrassing, I think, a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't embarrass by this. Is it just something I could pull off or something? Well, you have the body. You have that nice feminine body type to pull it off. Some of us don't, don't have that. I don't, I don't think I have that. I think a lot of us are in about the same boat. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I, that, it's kind of conflicting. I wish we didn't have to choose between this. That's a, that, I think that's our problem. Is If you told me right now, Jared, I'll go ahead and the whatever happens, you'll get locked into the sixth spot in the playoffs with most points. 
but you're also going to finish last and have to have to wear the romper again. Sign me up, baby. Get me to the dance. I want to yeah, ride. I, mean, I, I think wanna, you want to get to the dance, but yeah. in the back of your head, you're like, well, shit, I still have to wear the romper. So nah, let's say cares? I go, That's... let's say I play one week and I get, I get trounced because I'm going up against Chaz's team and he beats me 197 to like 60. And what am I well, stuck with? A loss and a, and a romper. So well, he'll be on a bye week, but that leading up to it, come on. I want to ride that lightning, baby. So, but all right, that was a tangent. Yeah. Okay. All right, that'll do it for this week's boom or bust. Bust. It's time for you make the call. All right, here we go, Jared. Week 12 edition of You Make the Call. You are now Piz, the GM for Baby Got Dak, and you got to choose between James Conner or Jalen Samuels. Who are you choosing? I think this actually got a little bit easier because I think I heard that Conner is actually going to be out. I don't know. I think he's still questionable from the last. Obviously, if Connor doesn't play, it's an easy decision with Samuels. Sure. The problem is if they come out and say, hey, Connor's going to be acting and he's going to play. I know Pittman hates it. Pittman wants one, he wants Connor to be out so he can just ride Samuels because he knows that Connor's going to go in, he's going to get banged up in the first quarter, and he's not going to play anymore. So, but. If Connor's active, you got to go Connor. Do you think so? I think so. I think so. I think if 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 it comes out Sunday morning and James Connor is active, you got to roll with Connor over Samuels. What if they do the old Connor's game time decision? It's a one o'clock game, so it's pretty easy. So you just wait until. I mean, granted, Brad's not notoriously known for being able to kind of keep up with what's going to be decided game time wise. So he might, I don't know really what he's going to be kind of doing. Um, but I think, yeah, if they're both active, you got to roll with James Conner. Okay. All right. So now let's change it up. You're going to be Chaz and you got to choose between DK Metcalf or Calvin Ridley. Okay. When I first saw this question, and I'm facing Chaz this week, my answer would be both. Sit them both or play them both? Play them both. Okay. I think Metcalf is going to go – I think they're playing a terrible Eagle secondary. We don't know what Lockett's going to be. And I think Metcalf has a chance to really blow up. Kind of similar there in Atlanta going against a terrible Tampa Bay secondary. Julio's kind of banged up. Ridley did well last week. I think it's a great spot to to go with both of them. So I don't really know who you'd sit. Maybe Singletary, I guess. Um, Singletary, but, Singletary hasn't done really too much of anything. And if you're looking to get some, you know, Boom points here. Calvin Ridley's been performing each of the last two weeks. And Metcalf has that potential to give you 
you know, at a floor eight, which is what Singletary is going to get you, but at a ceiling, it could be anywhere from, you know, 15 to 20. Just depends on uh, touchdown. So, so right now, honestly, I don't feel good about my chances winning. But if he puts him, if I like Sunday morning go up and I look at what's going on and he's got both Metcalf and Ridley in there, I go, fuck. <laughs> All righty, let's change it up. You are now Mike, the GM for points versus wins. And you got to choose between McLaurin or Cortland Sutton. Who? this is a tough one because they're both really good matchups. Or not really good. They're both kind of bad matchups. Um, I mean, you got Sutton against probably Tredavious White in Buffalo, and then McLaurin against uh, the Lions. Is it Darius Slay still there? I, my man, the QB for Denver is just feeding the ball to Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton. Feed so I just feeding them. I mean, the just the, tar- the target share is just so high there, so. And then the other guy there, Dwayne Haskins down there in Washington, just can't. He he's 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 not ready to be in there right now. So I think you got to go Sutton. Okay, I'd probably agree with that. I think the upside of McLaurin is higher, but I think you got to stick with the floor of of Sutton. He's going to get the ball fed to him. All right, so you are now Pittman, and we kind of just went through this with uh, with him at the interview. Uh, but who do you? What do you think he's going to do for his kicker situation? Do you think he's going to get rid of? Is it Buckner? Buck Buck Buckner? I don't know. But Butker Harrison Butker. Butker. Do you he think he Panther. gets rid of him, or does he get rid of somebody else, or does he not play him? Do you think? Do you think Butker's a good kicker? Uh yeah. I mean, he's yeah, a, I he's, he's a good uh, kicker. Yes, he's top five. Right, he's top five in the league. Uh, debatably top three. Yeah, he gets Pants. chances and he doesn't miss his chances. So I would say, yeah. Where did the Chiefs draft him? What round? I I, I don't know. It's third? Well, no, they did not. The Panthers drafted him Ooh. and they cut him. <laughs> <laughs> and they let him go. Burn. So, um, and the guy they kept is on IR this year. So that was, that was cool. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting because, I mean, on one hand, he's kind of – he's very apathetic on trying to make the playoffs. He kind of sees that as kind of like a long shot. Um, maybe he waits to see if he gets lucky. I think maybe he's probably going to try and hold off a little bit. I think you drop Phillip Rivers, pick up a kicker, see what happens. But if he, <laughs> if he makes the playoffs and he has no moves to do anything – I think he would trade that if he would if he'd have known that a month ago, he would have traded that all in, right? So yeah. Don't we have I've, something when we get to the playoffs that you can't make any moves? Yeah, once the playoffs start, there's no more moves. Yeah. Well, you know, but he's keep... he's maxed out anyways. Yeah. So I don't. I yeah. I think he's going to make a move just to see if he can win and kind of try to get lucky the next week. I so. think he's going to drop Rivers. I mean, Rivers is Rivers has just been awful the last yeah. few weeks. I think he I think just he'll, drops yeah. him. I think he drops Rivers, picks up a kicker, and sees if sees if he can win this week, and then it kind of gives him some um, excitement for next week. Yeah, kind of a what if scenario. 
All right, so you're Brian. We kind of touched on this. I don't know if you want to go more into depth or we can just kind of pass through it, but what do you think he's going to do with his flex spot? I mean, I got no idea. I mean, it's not his flex spot. I got spot. no I mean, idea his, either. His flex spots are locked in because they're both running backs. It's Obviously, it's going to be easier if T.Y. Hilton plays tomorrow. If he doesn't play, I don't know what – I don't. man, that's a tough spot to be in because – I don't know. Maybe he looks over at Brooks's lineup and says, I think I can beat Brooks without. Well, he's know. got some issues. Juju's not going to play, right? I think he's Juju's been ruled not out. Uh, we don't know about Kittle yet, right? I, I, my, I would imagine Kittle will not play. So he's so going to have to pick up a tight end and drop somebody. Yeah. So I don't. Fuller's questionable currently. I don't know about that matchup. Um, Lindsay's questionable. I mean, Breed is questionable. Alshon's questionable. So, Alshon is like he's starting to be like Sammy Watkins, where you just can't trust him. Uh, but if he plays, I think you got to play him. So, what I think is going to happen is tomorrow's going to roll around. Will Fuller's not going to be playing, and. He's going to bench Will Fuller. He's going to bench Juju. He's going to move Michael Gallup into the starting wide receiver, too, because he deserves it. He's going to move Phillip Lindsay in, and then he's going to wait and see what happens between Alshon and Breida. But, again, what if both of those guys don't play and Kittle doesn't play? So, I mean, he can drop Jared Goff. He's terrible. Well, he's going to have to make I mean, a decision – is he going to play? He's going to try to roll Kenny Stills. Breed is not playing until Sunday night, so yeah, he's going to have to make that decision early. But the interesting one is going to be T. Y. Hilton. If he sits, you bench him and then try to figure. I don't know. This going to be here's here's Ooh, the boy. other thing that we haven't even thought of. His kicker is also on a bye. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I think you can trade out the kicker for it. Yeah, same so even though he's so. even though he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's a good kicker. Yeah, but I mean, he's um, in a position to where he's just going to have to drop yeah. him. But man. Yeah, that's there's going to be some interesting calls there. I'm curious. I'm going to I'm going to play close close eye to that. I hope they put money on this game cuz this would be a, this would be a great game to watch around them. Yeah. But I, I would put money on. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we went through Brian and slip. Let's go. You are now rusty. Um, only thing I could think here, looking at the squ- his squad here, is Tom Brady versus Dallas at home, or you have Russell Wilson at Philly, I believe. Yeah, that's Russell. Tom Brady's just not a good fantasy quarterback anymore. Um, that offense is just very stagnant. They've been kind of winning on the coattails of the defense. And Russell Wilson, he's about to annihilate the Philly secondary. Did you not tell me that the Philly front seven was legitimate like 28 minutes ago? The rushing defense is. All right. So? Their secondary is garbage. Yeah, the – Philly secondary and the Miami secondary are the worst. They're awful. I mean, the Philly secondary is the one where Devontae Adams caught like 14 passes for 199 yards. And, I mean, Russell Wilson is about to torch the Philly secondary. 
So yeah, that's the fill. Yeah, so Russell Wilson easily right one. I mean, I would go even as far as like Tom Brady is droppable. Wow. I don't. I, I mean, think he, Russell Wilson's the right play here, and only because of his potential rushing yards. I think at the end of the day, on this week, just this week, I think they finish with the same passing yards. But what puts Russell over the top is his rushing ability, which no, obviously no chance. Oh yeah, no chance, no chance. Joe, Joe, I'm looking right now. Week seven, Tom Brady. How many, guess how many times he threw the ball? Uh, 21. 45 times. Guess what his fantasy points were? 17. 16.6. Week eight, the next week. Guess how many times he threw the ball? This is week eight. This yeah. is eight, almost four weeks Th- ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. Week eight. Uh, At home. 40. He threw it 36 times. For 21 fantasy points. Week nine, he threw it 46 times for 17 fantasy points. Hey, so no dumpers. By week, exactly. But in fantasy wise, last week he threw 47 times for 12 fantasy points. Yeah, that's pretty bad. They're just they're not. It's an a extension very good of their. Offense. It's an extension of their run game. I get that, but they they have no. But that's typically good when you're trying to like set it up for like the splash plays down the field. Has and they he don't have my, that. For whatever reason, my Yahoo app's not working. Does he have any game over twenty five points this year? Um, he's got one, two, three, four, five at twenty at just over twenty four. So no. Uh well, f- 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 he's got four over twenty five. Okay, so, so a quarter nothing of the game recently he's scoring over twenty five. Yeah, but man, what about Russell? Cool. Though? I mean, Russell's the. I mean, Russell. Yeah, I mean, fantasy Russell, wise, I he's, he's nuts. This. Okay, all right, let's move on. Yeah, he has two forty points, two thirty points. Let's yeah. let's get to the important question of the week. You are John. <laughs> and we knew it was going to come down to this. We just didn't think it would be until week 12. But you're John, and you got to choose between Legatron, Zerline, versus Baltimore, or Will Lutz against Carolina. I think I know who he's going to choose because he's a Panthers fan, but who do you think's the right play? The right fantasy play is Will Lutz. Because I think Baltimore is going to score points. And the Rams aren't – their offense is not as good. Maybe not dynamic, but they're not as consistently good as the Rams offense at home against the Panthers defense. So I imagine there's going to be more opportunity for Lutz to kick field goals, especially when they're already like ahead. So I think Lutz is going to be the right play. Um, what do you think? Uh, I th- I think Lutz ends up with like seven, but I think most of his points are going to be off like extra points. Extra points, yeah. okay. 
And so Zerline is going to have, I think, more opportunities, but they're also going to have to try and score touchdowns and keep up with that Baltimore defense. Exactly. So so that's a tough call. That's why we put it on you make the call segment here. And thank God that John had two good kickers that he could choose from that he drafted back in August. So now he's got to make that decision on, God, which kicker do I do I keep or do I play? We'll see. I'll go a little bit. I'll go a step further, though, with him. I'm curious to see what's going to happen if because he's got both Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel. They're both banged up. Apparently, Emmanuel Sanders is a little bit more banged up than Debo Samuel. Okay. What if they're both active? Do you play Emmanuel Sanders or do you go with Debo? I think you play Emmanuel. Yeah, I'd agree. And then Jordan Howard. The Jordan so Howard me. thing, that could throw him for because he yeah. could easily be out this game. So he could be out. So then, I mean, do you double down on the Packers running game or does he have to go pick somebody up? Uh, I don't think he would. I think he would have to. I don't think he wants to play Williams, but he will. Just so that he doesn't have to pick up somebody else. I don't know where he's at in terms of his uh what is it called? His transactions. Yeah. But that would so, be my guess. Just so that he didn't have to make another transaction. I think that he would just play yeah. Williams. Not a not a lot of room for error nope. for, for people these days. This is gonna are. be a heck of a week, right? Yeah, there are a lot of implications this week. Yeah. So see what happens. All right, so that'll do it for you. Make the call. Call. Week 12 matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome into week 12 matchups. This segment, we are going to get it going here as a recap, though, from week 11. Jared, you were one and four. I was two and three. I think this is the first time I've beaten you in a while. So, year to date, Jared, you are 28 and 22. I am 21 and 29. Um, But let's get this thing going. Here we have the Cooper Troopers, myself, seven and four versus Bradley. Baby, got. Dak, 6-5 and five record, the brother-in-law matchup, currently projected at a 117.68, while Bradley's at a 122.06, a favorability of 54% in Brad's direction. Who do you got? This one's an interesting one. So we got D.D. Westbrook on one side, D.J. Chark on another. We got Bust. Drew Brees on one side. Alvin Kamara on another. We got Josh Jacobs on one side. The Jets defense on another. Hopkins did well against Indy earlier in the year. It's a tough matchup for Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had a tough matchup the last three weeks for some odd reason. Yeah. This was an an actual one tough because his his recent tough matchups with his own quarterback. Now he's actually got a tough matchup with the secondary. So we'll see what happens. Matt Ryan has a beautiful matchup. Sure does. I think Joey pulls it out. I think you pull it out. I'm going against the grain. I'm picking his. 
I don't want to do this, but I think that's what's going to happen. Unfortunately, I th- my my team, for whatever reason, I haven't been able to sniff over 100 points like two of the last three weeks, and that's really upsetting because I've dropped dramatically in the points four category, and I do think that's going to bite me in the ass here. If I go on a two-game skid, I'm out of the playoffs. I don't know if I'll go on a two-game skid, but I don't think that I win this game. Um, I'm I'm taking Piz in this one. I think it's going to be tight, but I I do think that uh, he ends up taking it from me, unfortunately. So, okay. all right. So you're taking me. I appreciate that, but we'll see how it works. All right. So next up, we got Hot Routes and Hot Trash. Yourself four and seven versus the Goat at nine and two. Difficult matchup for yourself. A 121.89 projection currently while Chaz is sitting at 136.10. Favorability of 61%. Who do you got? I want to hear who you have first. I already wrote it down. I picked Chaz pretty easily. Okay. That's it? That's all that you have? That's I mean, do I, I mean, do I really have to go into depth about it? I mean, his, his squad is legitimate. I don't I don't know if I can trust your team to score 136 points. Okay, um, I'll take it. I'll take he's got it. I'll Lamar Jackson it. at the Rams. I think Edelman gets in the end zone. I don't think he gets much from Jones. McCaffrey's probably going to get his points. Um, the wild card is going to be Singletary and Metcalf if he's going to guess right in his flex position. Um, and on your side... Evans is always a wild card. Julio is a wild card in terms of scoring touchdowns. Hopefully Chubb goes bananas for you against Miami, but you got James White. Who knows there? I do think Waller's going to – I don't know. Maybe this is closer than I think. <laughs> so, you know, you the Miles Sanders there. The Freeman I'm not bought in on, but I mean I, – He's just got too much firepower. You might keep it close, but he's gonna he's gonna pull this off like one forty five to one twenty seven, something like that. All right, you you talk you talk yourself into the argument I'm about to make. Okay, I think although they haven't been consistent, my top three could compete with his top three. Sure, right. So you got Nick Chubb, great matchup against Miami. Julio Jones, great matchup against Tampa Bay. Mike Evans, potential great matchup against. Atlanta okay so those three versus his top three and Christian McCaffrey who's just the volume is insane and he's been really really good but he's going up against a good run D in the Saints okay Derrick Henry since Marlon Mack's gone out Derrick Henry would be like his other one of his other guys and then Lamar Jackson okay I you can make an argument I would not be surprised if my three outscored his three Okay. I I can see that happening. Okay. All right. But in order for me to compete, I'm with you. I need I, this is a big number. I need 80 points. Well, I need at least 75 points plus from Nick Chubb, Julio, Mike Evans and Josh Allen to have a shot, right? Yeah, I'm not I want, Jackson's probably going to get 30. Probably. And I'm not but I won't be surprised if my four guys got me that, right? It's not going to like be like, that's absurd. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm looking at that. I think Josh Allen's the wild card. I might kind of throw a curveball. I might throw a Joe Norton, uh, Barry Zito, whatever it is, Barry Zito deuce curveball and just throw in Carson Wentz there at the end. You will not um, do that. Yeah, probably not. But, but I'm with you. His supporting cast after those are just way better than mine. I mean, DK Metcalf is going to eat this week. Um, so I don't, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to take Chaz too, but I don't, I, I, again, I'm to the point to where I don't care if I win or lose. Score get points. Me, get, just get me above 125. <laughs> so I do think go, you let, can do that. Let me go into next week saying, okay, if I score this many points and this person loses, I'm in. That's all I want. Well, I do think you can do that. I just do think that he's got too much firepower there. Yeah, I think I think the firepower at the top, you can make a case where it's even, but his mind drops off dramatically. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we have Mike versus Pittman. Points versus win at a four and seven. Louder with Crowder at five and six. One twenty-two point one two projection for Mike. And 100.76 for Pittman. 69% favorability in Mike's direction. Not sure he's seen that number in a long time. Oh. Um, <laughs> who you got on this one? All right. So, so I was looking at it, and there's nothing in their matchup that excites me. No, it's like there's watching nothing. It's like watching the Browns versus the Cardinals. It's just it's going to be in like I think either in like the Red Thirteenth because the Cardinals are thir- fun to watch. Well, it's like week thirteen or fourteen or something like that. The Bengals and the Dolphins play each other. Yeah, just awful. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. So it's kind of I would say it, I don't know. There's just nothing in their matchup that excites me. There's no like ideal matchups where it's like this person has a chance to like just carry the entire swing the matchup maybe lock it depending on how he feels i mean if he's if he's 100 i could definitely see him going for 25 plus um i think it'll be close and i, I i'm gonna i think mike is gonna pull it out it would be great if he lost the and brooks won so that it was a winner and and somehow i would if i would somehow beat Chaz. And if Michael loses and Brooks wins, it would be great because then that would be a win or lose. Whoever the loser is, week 13 between Brooks and Michael, the loser is the romper. So, <laughs> Well, that's why I picked who I picked, and I picked Pittman. Okay. So are you I think taking Mike? Mike? I'm taking Mike. You? I think okay. Mike pulls it out. I want just for the purity of it, I want it to be where Brooks and Michael are tied in record and nobody else can win it, and it's just between them two, and the loser wins the romper, and the winner doesn't is what I want it to be. But I think Mike, I think I think Pittman's three-game win streak comes to an end this week. I went opposite there. I think he extends it to four games this week, takes down Mike, and Mike and Slip battle it out for the romper next week. That's the way I see it. And speaking of next week in Brooks, we have Sherlock Mahomes sitting at 7-4 Brian versus Slip and Turner Head and Golf, a 3-8 and eight matchup. Brian's got a difficult decision, a lot, of, a lot of decisions to make there. He's currently sitting at 96.80, while Slip's at a 116.99, a favorability of 
50% for Slip. Who do you got? I'm taking Slip here. Okay. Um, I mean, both teams, they're just trying to field enough starters. I mean, that's just – I mean, it's hard for us to make a prediction without knowing what, what the they're going to be deciding. I mean, I have no idea what they're going to be doing. So, um, I'm going to go off the assumption that Brian feels like he's going to safe – he's going to be safe and make the playoffs regardless of what he does, and he's not going to drop anyone to fill the spots, and I think Brooks is going to win. So, I'm with you. I think Brooks is going to win. I think Brooks is going to win, too. The only thing that kind of scares me is Odell Beckham against Miami. He's only yeah. had one game where he scored 25 points, and this feels like a game that he's going to do the exact same thing, and that might be what puts Brian over the top of slip. Um, I hope it's not the case. I'm going to stick with Brooks. Um, I just I don't know what the hell he's going to do. His his. His big gun, Juju's out. Kittle's out. Who knows about Fuller, and he's got to make a decision with his kicker. So he's got those problems. Brian's got all of his problems that we already went through. So this is going to be fun to watch on Sunday. It's not even going to be fun to watch on Sunday. It's going to be Thursday. fun to watch all the, all the days leading up to it yeah. just to see, like, oh, what, what are they going to do? I mean, right now so. Brian's got Hilton – uh, Johnson and Wilkins for Thursday night. So yeah, I just the most interesting one is Hilton. Like I could see him punting on the tight end spot because Hooper's been ruled out. But see, but even I just, Hilton's Hilton. But that's is what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. If they come out tomorrow and Hilton is inactive, I mean, man, that's whew, that's tough. So that's he did That's a he did not practice Tuesday. I don't see anything in in terms of practice today, probably had like a veterans day. They said earlier today, they said he was a true 50, 50 game, to, game time decision. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, definitely interesting. All right, let's get to that last. All right, let's get into this final matchup here. We have all day Devante and rusty, at a five and six record versus Johnny and the Horseshoe Collectors at another five and six record. This is the five and six matchup here. Rusty sitting at a one thirty point five two versus a one eighteen point five three projection for Johnny. A sixty point or excuse me, sixty percent favorability for Rusty. Who do you got in this one? All right, so. Man, this is kind of similar to the Brian and kind of Brian and Brooks a little bit. Where I mean, John doesn't have Dalvin or Kelsey this week. We don't know what if Jordan Howard going to play. If he doesn't, does John just is he going to pick someone else up or is he going to double down on the Packers running back? Um, I just think there's too many question marks there for John to comfortably pick him. So I'm going to have to take Rusty, um, but. I'm, but a lot of a lot of John's players there with the Packers are going against my Niners defense. I'm I'm not going to be surprised when the Packers just completely light it up against the second best defense in the league. So I'm going to take Rusty. Um, I just tough bye week for John, and I don't think he's going to have enough horses in the race for it. Yeah, I I wrote this down earlier. I had John winning this one. Um, one of my main reasons is I I would like to see John win and Brian lose to kind of create some drama up there in the East Division. 
It would, um, it would really get drama. I know you're not going to like this, but if John wins and Brad beats you and Brian loses, that's going to be the all the drama right there. Yeah. Well, I picked slip. Or I picked Piz to beat me. Yeah. So, so. I'm I'm kind of hoping for drama. I know we had it this time last year, the last two weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, so it looks as though it's kind of uh, getting ready to be that that same way. Um, so I'm going to pick John here. I think it's going to be closer. I guess it would be considered an upset. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think Johnny moves over to six and six though. Yeah. Do you know who's, so those three are battling for those first two spots. Who's, uh, who's second in points in that division? Uh, John, well, John's first in that division, Uh huh. but it doesn't matter in the division. It matters in the league. Right. But uh, as I'm looking at it, you would be considered second. Boom. But are you second in terms of, like, if Johnny doesn't make it? Oh, I'm fourth in the league. Fourth in the league. Okay. So so I'm, I'm there at the wild card spot. What I don't need is for somehow John and Rusty to finish third and ahead of me. And so then I get kicked out because the two second place finishers I have more points than. Yeah. So that's why I'm just I'm, let's root for chaos. <laughs> Going into week thirteen, final week. Let's I want I want chaos. Just pure chaos. I want everybody to have a shot at something, whether it be the romper or whether it be making it. So that's why I wouldn't mind like if you lose. Yeah, even if you lose and what well, here's the thing. If I end up losing and Brian loses, Piz wins, we gotta get together somewhere next week. It's Thanksgiving, why... man. On Sunday? Oh, that's true. We gotta get together somewhere and watch these games because there's gonna be so much so much implications. On everything. I'll be facing Russ, or I'm facing Brian. Slip is facing Mike, potentially, right? We It would just be fun to, like, all be together and, and uh, watch this go down. That'd be great. So, yeah, so I was trying to look at it earlier today, kind of prep, prep mode, to kind of see what would be, like, the ideal scenarios for how people would win. I think it would be most interesting if Pittman beat Mike, Brooks beat Brian, so then you're setting it up to where more than likely Brooks versus Pittman that last week are tied, and the loser is going to be the romper. And then you're also, like if Brad beats you and and John beats Rusty, then you have those three teams there at the top of the other division that anything can happen. Plus – Pittman falls into that third spot one game out of you. Potential, yeah. And he could sneak into the second spot. He's, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's – I mean, it's – you never know. Never know. So, just – I just want chaos. I don't want it to go into the last week where there's only like really if, – if everything's just already kind of locked up. So, let's just root for chaos. I'm here. I'm with you, man. That's when that's when you know it's a it's a solid lead. Yeah. And when we're going into week thirteen, the final week, and we're 
three or four spots still need to be determined. And we we would be two for two doing this since we've added on that secondary flex position. So I do think that yep. was that was that was good for the league. So all right, well this uh, has been uh, quite a long podcast yeah. probably our longest one yet i do think it was a good one though i mean we had a lot yeah. of stuff to talk about discuss Pittman was a great uh interview that we had on there so thank him again um how many donuts do you think he's had since since we've hung up with him I, uh, two it's gotta be two it's right? minimum two <laughs> yeah he yeah. works night shifts so you know he's just punishing like couple every couple hours yeah exactly. just to stay awake all right, boys. Well, that'll do it for the week 12 edition of the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. And Jared, dodge injuries and guess right. Take care, boys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution... We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and guess right.